Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I thought you were going to talk about something and we were... No, that's that's today. that's not for the cold open. I know that the cold open isn't supposed to reference the main part, but that that's actually something on the main part. This is like a, a separate part. Like, you know, this would be where we discuss Kirk Cousins having his own documentary. Oh, man. Could you pick a weirder three group of guys to, to follow between Mahomes, like the brother of TikTok star, whatever his name is, Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes, Plus, Kirk Cousins, who's just weird on his own. And then Marcus Mariota, who most people, I assume, thought was out of the league already. Yeah, I didn't know he was still playing football. I, you know, there's there's a lot there. And I'm sure that, I, I bet Netflix was like, okay, most quarterbacks are just like regular boring. And we can't get the ones who are funny crazy. So let's see if we can get the ones who don't know that they're funny crazy. <laughs> well, I thought that it was kind of like they're trying to go for uh, – like varying specters of various um, like avatars of quarterbacks. Like you have the goat, the unquestioned starter, the superstar. You have Kirk Cousins, who many people believe is average or below average quarterback, but is actually you know above average talent wise and very above average in unintentional comedy wise. And then you have Mariota, who like was expected to battle for a starting spot, not necessarily have it the whole season. So I thought that's what they were going for. But yeah, we could just be going for unintentionally hilarious. Or maybe like content is just, uh, you know, bloated and inflated at this point and nothing matters. Definitely. Let's get to our podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, the most full casty of all of the Touchline Media Group, and that's a quote from the guys who do, uh, well, one of the guys who does shut down full cast. Um, I'm your host, 
it it happened. I'm your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, um, Paramount Plus. And again, Swoveralls, it's turning into a Ross and Rachel thing. You know, will they, won't they, could they, should they, are we on a break? I didn't watch Friends. Are, I, we, are I, we Ross or are we Rachel? Well, we're not pretty, but... Also, we don't have, well, we have multiple, we're, yeah, we're, we're Ross. We're Ross. Yeah, oh, we're that's Ross not, yeah. oh. Yeah, that's not great. Also, I'd like to, I'd like to commend you on not uh, taking the easy bait with the Liverpool joke there. So, congrats. Yeah, no, no, no. It, I, we'll get there. Um, but, you know. Oh, good. You know, w- w- well, we'll get there. Um, we are also joined by panelists and all-around good guy, uh, Kevy Case. Kev, how are we? Lovely. Delightful. Okay. So I know that we are a soccer-ish podcast and like there have been soccer games that we haven't really talked about. And um, there have been youth national team games that we haven't really talked about and discourse on the, on the internets and MLS playoffs, but I want to get at something first. Um, so I was watching uh, clips of the uh, delightful television show, The Critic earlier today, as I was eating lunch, that show I believe was canceled about 25 years ago. Yep. Um, Give or take. Uh, John Lovitz as a film critic. Uh, most people know him from um, from the episode of The Simpsons where Hans Molman gets hit in the groin with a football. Um, but so I was watching. I was watching clips today while I was eating lunch, and one of the things that came up was the episode. Uh, so in in the show, a central conceit is that like they 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 have films that they make up, mostly sequels. So like you know they have like a Jurassic Park two, uh, Revenge of the Raptors, and then they have a funny little clip there. Um, and one of them is is my favorite potential, like my favorite moment in the show is where they have the Nightmare Before Hanukkah, and it cuts <laughs> to Jack Skellington, and he says, you know, he goes up to a, a an old Jewish looking man who looks like he's out of Fiddler on the Roof, and says. You know, um, I'm I'm sorry, good sir. Is this is this Hanukkah town? And the guy says, No, it's the Vatican, and I'm Pope Shlomo. You fucking putz. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because I I consider that to be a canon moment in the Nightmare Before Christmas universe because, like, in my brain, it's real. So I wanted to know what what I guess Kevin, because Greg has turned away from the screen at the moment. Um, I, I was wondering of the, the the players who like you know either in video games or in like potential transfers or whatever, like who is a player who you it, like in your head canon, you believe played for a team, and they have absolutely never played for that team. Um, like who just like fits the profile of, of playing for a given like, team, but like never actually did. Like fits the profile. Um. Like people like mocked up, like, you know, Jersey, Jersey edits, like did the whole thing, like was rumored to go there and just like, it just never happened. So like a a good example would have been, I was, I was going to say like a good example would have been, um, literally any of our players and leads. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. Like, because like, you can say like, oh, like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, Christian Pulisic probably played for Leeds at some point or Red Bull Leipzig or Red Bull Salzburg or whatever. That's sort of, that's sort of the, uh, the conceit that I was getting at. I'm trying to, I'm trying to really think now of like, 
who just who just seems I'm trying to think of like who who is a championship soccer player who never played in the championship but like should have like someone who's like they they make a lot out of their talent but mostly just because they like like uh Kyle Kyle Beckerman should have played for like a uh, a relegation threatened team in like the championship. He should have floated up and down between like League One and the championship, just absolutely like sawing people's like legs off. I mean, I think I think the best example is actually one that did happen. We just like it only happened for a game, so we, we all can sort of move on about it. It was like Jordan Morris at Swansea. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, okay, I, I guess that happened. There, similar to how like DK has had success, like a healthy young Jordan Morris. In a, there's a certain play style in the championship where just like it could have worked. Like, hey man, you're like, you know, six feet tall with you know a 55 inch chest, and you somehow and, are faster. And like a 30 inch neck, dude has yeah. a massive neck. Yes. Like somehow you're faster than everybody, but you you can't really dribble the soccer ball. But if if you can run onto one and just blast it with your right foot, like it normally goes somewhere you want it to. Like, <laughs> he he had a career in the championship as like a 20 year old that just never happened. Yeah. And I blame Stanford as I blame most things. Uh, we'll, we'll actually, actually stand, we get to talk about college football in this episode and it's not like ham fisted. Like there's actually a reason to talk about Stanford, but we'll get to that in a second as well. Um, what I was thinking was like, uh, so in a, I, I, my like activity after my kids go to sleep, after my wife goes to sleep, but before I go to sleep is I play FIFA um, because oh. it's, it's brainless. And like, I don't like, I don't have to think I can just do it. So like I have gotten like 15 years into, into like dynasty mode or whatever they call it. Um, franchise mode, club mode, um, career mode, yeah, whatever, career mode, whatever. And very early on in one of my edits in in one of my games, um, Jude Bellingham, ended up on uh, on Barcelona, which is like a very realistic thing, whatever. And they were doing that, like, like they're, they're, you know, there are two teams who are really going after Jude right now in, in Madrid and Liverpool. And in my head, I had, like, I literally said to myself, didn't he play for Barcelona already? And I, <laughs> I like, I had a serious moment of like, am I making that up to that? And, and I'd be like, Oh, this was, this was a, a this was a, a not real thing. I always have to remember that he's still only 19. That's he's been it. around. He's been around for like 80 like, years. He jumped on the scene at the same time as like geo did kind of. So Holland is like, obviously <laughs> like he's been sold on and like, he's yeah. been completely anointed, but like Jude has been around as long as Reina, except he's like never been injured and just like seems to keep getting better. He, he is like, um, so I, I think that like, we have a very, we do a very poor job, like of like historically rating midfielders, but like, if you think about it, the best player of this generation, not named Lionel Messi, like everybody would say automatically, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, blah, blah, blah. It's Luka Modric. And like, I don't think it's particularly close that he's second. Um, and like, I think Jude Bellingham, like, I, look, I'm not predicting Luka Modric's career for Jude Bellingham. But I am saying that, like, if if he gets to Real Madrid, and their their future is Kamavinga, Kamavinga or Kavaminga, Kamavinga, 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 Shumeni and Bellingham for the next like twenty years, like that doesn't seem very fair. They're but, gonna win. They'll win at least. They'll win, they're gonna at least win a Europa Conference League title. At least, I mean, it, like, like that type of that type of midfield, if they're all firing, could like 
drop five on like Liverpool at Anfield. Like that's how good they would be. <laughs> hypothetically. Right. Unanswered. Uh, hypothetically. After um, falling down two nil. Don't wait. What's yeah. Don't, don't let that uh, distract you from the fact that the Warriors blew a three, one lead in the NBA playoffs. And <laughs> nice. Great. In, in 2016. Um, so anyways, there, there's been a lot of stuff since we last talked. Um, obviously go listen to the episode with, uh, Garrett, where we talked about the group stage of the um, U-17 CONCACAF championships. We qualified for the, the, the World Cup. That's great. Yep. Go us. We'll have a uh, record eighth, right? 18th. Um, 18th. Yeah. Uh, and we will have uh, Garrett back probably uh, on Monday um, to recap the entire thing, uh, assuming that uh, things go well. But anyway. And his so class we- schedule permits. As his class schedule permits, um, we will not be asking him about the Alabama basketball team. Uh, well, well, I don't think he's legally allowed to to speak on that right now. No, 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 no. We no. can, we can, uh, but we're not, not going great, to. Nate Oates. No, I am not great, Nate Oates. That's as far as I'll go. All I'm going to say is that uh, I don't know if it was on the episode or if it was just us talking, but like there was a lot of discussion about like, oh, Michigan State doesn't even want Nate Oates, or if we wanted him, he'd come. I think we're good. I think yeah. that we are fine. All good. Yep. Yep. Uh, accessory to murder is not wrong place, wrong time. Correct. That's, that's And again, <laughs> that's a charge, not a conviction. We are not saying he was convicted of accessory to murder. Allegedly. Allegedly. We are saying. No, he that, admitted to it. <laughs> yep. We are saying that if uh, the prosecution were to prove the facts that have been reported as fact in the media, that is definitionally accessory to murder um i went to law school brian nanny went to law school he would confirm if he were here thanks i have you been to law school jury's out okay well jury jury's out that was good you know how to use Um, thank you words though that's pretty good allegedly allegedly uh, or go fuck yourself. See, people think, uh, just for the record, when we're saying allegedly over and over again, we're actually not referencing The Departed. We are effort- actually referencing Primal Fear. Yes, correct. Which is a significantly better film. I'll, I'll, I think that I'm willing to stand on that. Yeah, I'm willing to stand on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, in terms of, in terms of the, the players who have been playing actual soccer, um, it hasn't been great recently. Like, am I, am I wrong about that? I feel like, like, all of our high-level players are either hurt or suck right now. I'll say, I'll say this: I saw a like inform eleven since the World Cup pop yeah, up saw, yeah. that had yeah. Brian Reynolds at right back, yeah, and Taylor Booth, who actually has been playing well. Like he actually has been like a lone bright spot. But when you have Brian Reynolds, is like, hey, remember him? Remember <laughs> like, him? Oh boy, <laughs> Taylor Booth and Tim Ream are probably the two best since the World Cup. Um, I mean, outside of the like 19 minutes where Geo scored three game-winning goals, but that Malik, was again 19 minutes. Malik Tillman might be the best player in the championship right now, he's or in the him. Scottish. Yeah, he's killing. Um, but on on that same tweet, and that actually was where I was going with this. Um, someone was like, "Yeah, Taylor Booth," and I was like, "Are we just going to pretend that Gio Reyna and Tim Weah don't exist?" And the response was. Well, they're not really playing all that well right now. And to that, I say, dear, dear friends in the USMNT community, just stop it. Just stop it. Get, get help. You don't need to do it. 
you don't need to pretend that Taylor Booth is better than these players. Um, but it is very funny. And it is sort of like a, a comment on where our pool is, because I will say this about Brian Reynolds being in that 11. Um, it's sort of a throwback. It's sort of a throwback to like the old days where if we had a right back playing at Westerlo, you know, relatively consistently, we would all be like, hell yeah, that dude is a locked in starter. Um, shout out Timmy Chandler or DeMarcus Beasley, I guess. Um, but like, it is sort of like a, a fun thing. Like I, there's a part of me that's almost like happy because it's like, it's more fun to like, to watch like, oh, like Taylor Booth is awesome. Good for him. Kevin Paredes is super important. Um, as opposed to like, we know who eight, eight, probably seven or eight of our starting 11 will be in 2026. Um, like with relative certainty. Um, and I, I, I would say eight. I, I feel good about like naming eight starters right now. Um, we have two center backs and a, and a striker to figure out. Um, and so like, it's sort of fun. It's like, Hey, uh, you know, Cameron Carter Vickers playing great. Awesome. Cool. We, it's, uh, it's, it's nice that MLS isn't in season and we can still make like an 11 of players, mostly of players who we don't think are in our best 11. Um, you know, it's nice to have more irons in the fire. If any of them ever really pan out and threaten to start, I don't know, but it was very apparent at the 2022 World Cup that once we went past our 11... We have a depth issue. (laughs) So we don't need players better than Gio Reyna. We just need players better than Jordan Jordan Morris. Morris. And it's like, we don't need Brian Reynolds to be better than Serginho Dest. We need him to be better than DeAndre Yedlin. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which like... Okay, I feel like that's a that that's a level we can get to. Um, I mean, by 2026, I hope so because Yedlin will be what 30. He'll be like in my range, 33, 34. Uh yeah, probably. Um, so just going through it, I like I I like to go through it. Um, these types of things. Josh Sargent, uh, we want to wish him a hearty uh, Mazel Tov. He turned 23. That's right. He's 23. He's not 27. You think he's 27. He's 23. He'll be 27 um, at the next World Cup. <laughs> right. Um, 26. Um, That's it's hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I want to talk about Josh Sargent specifically because like, because right now we, we are going through the youth, uh, a youth championship. We get these things that are always super irritating. Like, Kaylor Figueroa is the best nine prospect we've ever had. And it's like, I don't know, probably not. <laughs> like Josh Sargent was an amazing prospect. No one's been as good of a prospect as Josie. Right. Like, no one's approached that. Jo- Josie went over to the Netherlands and absolutely beat people to death with his speed, power, and technical ability. That was his crescendo. It happened when he was like 19. <laughs> he peaked but- in... As a I, freshman in I'll, college. I'll let you know. Yeah. Especially I, in high school. I'm waiting to see a 19 year old who's better than 19 year old Josie Altador. And that ain't happening for old. It, a, like, an it, American 19 year old. Let's be clear right, right. here. Yeah. Like, and it could, it could have been Pepe. Like, but he went over to Germany and, um, sucked he real bad. Again. He's, like, he's doing, he's doing well in, in, uh, at Groningen, but like, and they're like relegation threatened, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, he's gonna go back to Augsburg because 
he's not going to go play in the second division of Belgium or whatever. No, but if you're scoring goals on a bad team, that counts more than scoring goals on a good team. Which is why Harry Kane is better what? than Erling Holland. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what? what that's what my takeaway from that is. Um no, I, I, his, his point is well taken because if like, if you consider like, imagine if Josh Sargent had been scoring goals for that Werder Bremen team, you'd be like, oh, he's the best striker alive because there was no goals to be scored in that. Setup. Yeah. Okay. I see, I see what Kevin's saying. It's you, more you than can, the fact that he's able to do it without the, it's kind of like in uh, football. It's like in football when, you know, quarterbacks succeed in spite of their O-line or their, their weapons or anything. It's like, it's way more impressive that he's doing that with Brandon Cooks than is that he's doing it with Jamar Chase kind of thing. Exactly. Um, you know, he he's making Marvin Jones look like a very, very good wide receiver, uh, is is the situation. But I think um I think that we need to to talk a little bit about what's going on at Leeds. Um, because this is a the touch leads and touchdowns podcast. Um Nice. We, we've got a really big problem there. And it turns out that firing your coach in the middle of the season with no plan wasn't a great idea. After spending a decent amount of uh, pounds to bring in a bunch of transfers? $35 million. Which, I mean, for Leeds, that might as well be $350 million. Right. Um, it's, it is worth noting that, like, the relegation race right now is, like, there are one, two, three, four, five, like seven teams within six points of them each other yeah um like it it is a very very tight cluster down there so like you win two games over your next whatever and you're you know supposedly safe um losing to everton was bad it wasn't good sure sure um brendan aronson is on the academy team at the moment also not good yeah, that's but yeah, but okay. So, are we going to talk about the fact that that might just be fitness related because of the oh, it certainly is. Or gonna, it yeah. certainly is. But like, it's one of those things where it's like it'd be super neat if our players could be healthy. And of our of our like we, like the only position we feel great about is winger in terms of depth and high level starters. And we've got um one who's out until March, one who never plays because he's always hurt, one who's yeah. currently playing left wing back. And Brendan Aronson, who just recently started and scored a goal against U20s. So it's like not great. And is down in appendix. And is down in appendix. And he didn't really have like weight to lose, right? Like, I I don't know how much the appendix itself weighs. Not imagine it's that much. No, but like, like, I'm just saying like. But it's just probably lost like two or three. Yeah. It's vestigial. It's good to get rid of that. His weight to power ratio has improved. Has it? I mean, yeah, he probably lost was, the yeah, weight. Pound for, pound for pound, he's probably better now because he lost the weight, but he stayed the same level. Exactly. I don't know, man. Like, there, there are fat dudes who, like, they just, like, because they have to lug around the fat, they have, like, super strength. Yes. So, like, but maybe, I don't think that's how that, I don't think that's how that all, works in soccer. All I'm saying is that he's spent his entire life weight training. Other than, you know? uh, Hazard. Chubby Hazard is, is elite Hazard. Right. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Is that, like, you have, you get some extra power in your gut. I think it was also, he was just angry that Real Madrid put him on a diet for the first time in his life. And he was like, nah, I'm out. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be eating salads. I'm here, for, I'm, I'm here for cardio and cardio alone. Um, I haven't done cardio in like four months. Um, I should do that. Anyways, 
so yeah. Um, notably about the lead setup though, is that um, they are playing that dual pivot with Wes and Tyler. Like they're starting with that every single time. Um, and look, I'm a homer. So like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say all these, like a, a whole bunch of negative things about this. Um, but I think that they look fine. And I actually do want to address something that our community is really bad at, which is you should look at what people are good at, not what they suck at. Like the amount of discourse surrounding Tyler Adams inability to do X, Y, and Z and saying like, oh, well, all he does is A, B, and C. It's like, yes. Yeah, so what? You know, you know what Tom Brady was really bad at? Running. Like, I'm not uh, saying Tyler well, Adams. Well, no, he was. He was. He was very One bad time. at catching the football. Also that. Um, yeah. Like, like there, there are a ton of people who are, like, Kendall Hinton is super shitty at throwing a football. So people stopped asking him to throw a football. Um, except for that one time. But, like, still. Yeah. Um, and, and like, a lot of the discourse around Tyler Adams is like, oh, man, he's so, in, you know, he doesn't make line-breaking passes. Yeah, he's not Casemiro. I'm sorry. We don't have that. Like, who who would you rather in that role? Because we don't have that thing that you're talking about. You have to, like... You can't have a like a an, a world class or close jack of all trades player at every position in our midfield. Like we just don't have it. So you kind of have to mid max the positions. And Tyler Adams is really effing good at covering ground and bailing out the mistakes and the positional deficiencies of players who like to get forward. So you just counterbalance yeah. him by putting a guy like at the ten who is really good at, 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 at kicking the ball, but not so good at like running after it. Um, and you know, the, the, the sum of the parts, you know, may still, uh, still work out, you know, that's, like, that's co- it, Kevin's coaching corner for the day. I mean, the thing is, thanks coach. Kevin's coaching corner. Our, mm, our, all right, never mind. Now, someone's gonna, getting fired. We're going to switch that out. Uh, you know, that's, that's not great media, but you know, what is great media. Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title. No. Against Liverpool. No. Man City. Yeah, probably. Chelsea. No. PSG. Come on. Barcelona. Now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more. Fired. In soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Moist. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but <laughs> they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, and thanks from our sponsor, uh, Apple TV, MLS on Apple TV. <laughs> that's, that is who we, we assume is going to sponsor us next because they're just giving out money. Um, this is a football football mashup podcast, which means that I can talk about this. Pac-12 is being rumored to uh, sell their media rights to Apple, which is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, Pac-12 media rights outside or Pac-12 games outside of USC and UCLA games are bad, really bad. And why is that funny? (laughs) Because UCLA and USC no longer belong to the Pac-12. There it is. Um, So like if I'm... So, so like in the same way that MLS is currently staring down the barrel of nobody fucking watches us and we've got a big problem who, with who we're competing against. Um, yeah, same thing. So like I, I, I saw a friend of the friend of the pod, Richard Johnson. That's right. Cause I can now say yes. that. Yeah. You, yes. you see? Um, there's, we have more than one path there. Yeah. More we than one Fowler path. Too. Uh, so friend of the, and, and Bill, um, friend of the friend of the pod, um, Richard Johnson pointed out that the seventh highest rated game in the Pac-12 this year would have been Missouri versus Auburn, which is bad, which is really at, bad. A at noon, noon game. right in September. And, um, I think as SEC Network, and if not SEC Network, I think it was ESPN too. But like, it's it wasn't the, the game. Ones. Yeah, not the game to watch. Um, and so it's it's sort of like an interesting thing because it's the same thing that MLS has, where MLS like. People talk about all the time, like America is a, actually a soccer loving country. Like we actually do watch a ton of soccer in this country. It's just, we just don't watch MLS. We watch EPL and we watch League Mackies. And that's basically what we watch. Um, and we watch the national teams. Um, but like in the in same. Bundesliga for some reason. Um, I, think, on... I, I think it's for the same reason that like when you or or I or Kevin presumably is like switching through the channels and there's nothing on from the big 10 that you want to watch. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I'll watch Baylor versus Baylor versus Texas. Sure. Why not? There's yeah. I think it's more, points. the Bundesliga has got to be a uh, availability thing. It's on. Oh, yes, like it is. That helps yeah. yeah. It's on TV. Um, And like it's, it, and, and it doesn't make you cringy. Like I, I don't enjoy watching Italian soccer. It is boring <laughs> shit to me. Um, like I, I, I understand that we made like a big point about like, oh yes, Serginho Dest got out, but then like he went to another boring ass side and it's like, I don't, I don't want to watch this. This isn't fun for me. Um, but I think that like that Bundesliga's appeal, but in terms of the Apple TV, you know, MLS slash Pac-12 situation, I think that like, it's actually sort of making it very appealing to me because for me to, 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 to subscribe to like a streaming service, it's like, I need to want, I, I want to be able to watch like three things that I want to watch. Right. And so it's like for ESPN plus it's, it's a necessity for a lot of reasons. You know, basically you need it if you're, if you're a college football fan, um, you know, for, for Peacock, it's like, okay, I want to watch EPL. And then, you know, 
I tried to watch Yellowstone and it's assorted spinoffs and didn't work, but you know, whatever. And then they also have Harry Potter, I think. Um, but like for Apple, it's like, okay, I want to watch Ted Lasso. I want to watch MLS conceptually. And I want to watch, um, and I want to watch Pac-12 football, right? Like I, I do actually want the ability to watch Oregon football because they're fun. And like, also, what else are you going to do at 11 a.m., 11 p.m. Eastern? Yeah. Like th- there's and a real, the, the, I thought they the Washingtons, some... I think are uh, on the up and up too. I think the yeah. uh, is going to make, the and panics are going to make Washington watchable this year. And Washington state's going to be watchable just for the pure stupidity of Washington state. I thought that ESPN or ESPN Apple TV also had some MLB content. They have Friday night. Uh, they have Friday night oh, broadcast okay. where they bring in special booths. Uh, their big thing was they Taylor? basically. Yes, correct. Yeah. I actually, they bring in um, like their big thing was that they were running all women booths. So yeah, kind of in this, not obviously Taylor booth, but like kind of the same idea. I mean, he is a special booth is all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that like, uh, Oh, that's not who even who I was thinking of. My bad. Taylor Lorenz. Oh yeah. No, no, that's fine. Um, You can ignore everything I just said after all female booth. Uh, she would probably block us if she listened to us because she's quick with the trigger. Um, but I think, I think that, uh, in terms of like Apple TV, in terms of like what MLS is doing, what PAC 12 is doing more MLS right now is that like their MLS's media strategy is so shitty in such a specific way that it's almost compelling. The reason <laughs> I bring that up is because the le- the season starts what this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Season starts this week. We learned what the playoff structure was going to be like three days ago. I don't even know if it was that long ago. I thought I was like, like maybe yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Like okay. by the time this drops two days ago, like it is insane the way that they have just determined that they are going to behave as a major sports league conceptually in America. Hey, the NBA did that like three years ago. It was in the bubble with COVID. No, the play is that the first year of the play in game? They had been talking about the play in games for years. This is this was like had the NBA or had Bill Simmons? I mean, Bill Simmons was a talking head on the NBA pregame show on ESPN. Like, it's it's it's, they had told you it was coming. I think that this expansion was like mostly just around like cramming additional playoff games into the schedule for media partners. And the good news is, the good news is for for the teams is that the MLSPA, which is a very good union that knows what it's doing, is they they gave more games. They have more games. They have games against Mexico. They have Champions League games. They have extra playoff games. And and what did the MLSPA do? Did they petition for additional spots? Did they increase salaries? Did they bargain for anything? The, the additional roster spots is like a necessity. I don't know, if you're how getting, how are you going to play sixty games in a season? I think that that's like the maximum you could play sixty games in a season with twenty players. Like they the 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 scope of the league was like kind of fixed for a while, 
and they like have slowly been like bleeding more and more money in. And there's more players playing on MLS teams now that could conceivably play in B tier leagues around the world than there were 10 years ago, where there were a lot of people that were like, well, either you're doing this or you're going to go be like an insurance salesman. Um, but the, the, the amount of money that they can spend and the amount of roster spots they can fill. Yeah. Like if LAFC like wants to run the table, they got to play like 60 games or some insane thing like that. in like the North American summer, like you need, like if you look at serious teams, right? Like they have 30 players who can conceivably play for them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, like the whole, like you have a pair and a spare for every position. Um, and like, you need think, think about like, Again, college football plays 16 games and has 80 to 120 players, depending on how you want to look at it. If MLS wants to have like a walk-on program where it's like they pay college players who are currently playing in college or something to like, you know, you they you pay 50,000 bucks to be like squad players, then fine, cool. Get creative with it if you want to. But it's just so dumb because so many people are going to get hurt. LAFC is going to be a skeleton crew by August. And like, who is that good for? Who 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 right. benefits from that? You, you or the you want the top teams to play like top teams. You don't want them fatigued and injury riddled. Like that's the whole. Or yeah, or they're just not going to take things seriously, right? right? Like they're not they they are going to play actual academy sides against Mexico, against Mexican teams in the in the Concacaf World uh, Champions League, or like, in early sure, MLS. How's that? But how's that different? Well, how's that different than? The European sides, though, because I mean, I understand that the champion like UCL is not the CONCACAF Champions League, but, you know, Liverpool, Manchester City, Bayern Munich, all these guys have to make business decisions throughout their season as well. Bayern more r- roster flexibility. They can spend more. You'll like you'll see like the Sounders w- would bring kids to and from like whatever it is, like the t- the, t- the Sounders to Tacoma. Yeah. And these were, these were dudes that like were clearly not ready to play at the MLS level, but they were just like filling in at the beginning of the season while you kept the team fresh for like a CCL run. There's a difference between that and being like, Oh, well when like Chelsea's fully healthy, they, they bring in like Hakeem Zayesha, like in as a rotational player to play like a midweek prem game. Cause they have a champions league game on the weekend. Like that's like a different type of rotation. Yeah. And them being like, oh, we got this academy kid who's 17, who, you know, he's born here in London. Like, let's give him a run. Right. Like, like w- w- when you're talking about like the rotation that you have to do at the highest levels, it's like, oh, am I going to play Christian Pulisic today? Or am I going to play Jao Felix? Or am I going to play Mason Mount? Or am I going to play Noni Madueke or whatever? Yeah. At Sounders, like- it's like, am I going to play Jordan Morris or am I going to play a high school kid? Right. And, and it's a stretch. You, you can't compare like the top end or the bottom end of like MLS to like teams that are going to make like the knockouts of the Champions League. But you can certainly sure. compare them to the Mexican sides and the the extra flexibility and depth that they have. That that had long been like the point that people looked to and they said, OK, like, why is it that MLS teams are getting wiped in Champions League? And it was a lot of times it was in the second half. It was from minute 65 on because they could bring on more bonafide professionals and MLS teams had to bring on dudes. <laughs> re- re- keep in mind guys, that, that just guys that we will one day remember. <laughs> um, 
But like, keep in mind that 65 minute mark, because that's when the U S men's national team started sucking in games, because again, that's where depth shows up. Right. Like, yeah. Like you can, you can play really, really hard for about 65 minutes. And like beyond that, like, you're just not going to do much. Um, Yeah. So I think that like, I can play really, really hard for about six and a half minutes. You're vastly over. I, think, you, I think you're underestimating how hard it is to run for six and a half minutes really hard. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, I, I, I used, like there was a time in my life in which I could run a six and a half minute mile and it is not today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. I think, um, I, think, I think you're underestimating six and a half minutes and what playing hard looks like. Again, I could probably play hard for about 65 seconds. And even then I'd fade quickly. You know, this, this is one of those things. Oh, uh, dear listener. Um, I've decided that I, I, I've been convinced to care about hockey because apparently the Red Wings are likely to make the playoffs. So I've been convinced to play about, uh, to care about hockey, but it, it appears that hockey has like that view of it, which is like, you can play hard for about 45 seconds at a time. And then yeah. you have to go rest for two minutes. And like, I appreciate yeah. the honesty, like the self-awareness of the whole thing where she's like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to play really hard for about 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Any load management? Nope. Go balls to the wall and then go sit down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> then just sit down, let your muscles get cold. It's 33 degrees in this rink. It's great. <laughs> Everybody is having a blast. Um, That's why Canadians and Russians are they're just built for it. I think they're it's because they're different. drunk. I think it's. I, I, I'm, I think that they're just drunk. And 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 I'm not their saying blood is literal maple syrup and or vodka um and or i I don't know what swedes drink i assume also vodka i don't know that's right i i i don't know what the national vodka Svetka. can someone can someone look up the national drink of uh of sweden someone someone on a computer um so alcohol of sweden uh, aquavit aquavit is the oh, yeah. spirit of Scandinavia? What 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 is it? Um, it's a it's a liqueur. It has a it's a liqueur that has a similar taste to vodka. So it tastes like vodka, but it's syrupy. Mm. Oh yeah! I oh, it's, really oh, it's Burnett's. It's Burnett's. <laughs> Room temperature Burnett's, the national drink of Sweden. I remember if it was Sweden or if it was Norway when I was there, they had this commercial. They it was really popular. It was like it was like um pureed smoked herring in like a toothpaste tube that you could like put on crackers uh so 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 you 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 say that that like it's like it's gross but i get like a oh i love uh, smoked herring uh, kipper i love kipper yeah. snacks okay all day excellent uh yeah. because i have i have smoked white fish like spread like oh yeah i go one through one of those like on a saturday uh, like, yeah I, I like i like i like smoked fish as of, of any type in consistency i i i will i will eat a lot of smoked fish if it's mm-hmm. put in front of me um my i'm, I'm a big lox fan as oh. as is, as is unsurprising yeah um in fact i also enjoy uh the panama canal oh, nice. and and sault ste marie yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's good that's good mm-hmm. that's good um i i uh again i, I want to get my, do we, do we want to get even more off track? Because Akvavit is how it's like actually pronounced, uh, is just spiced vodka. <laughs> Typically from Caraway and Gilsteed. I, I just I just gotta tell you, like Sweden, like take being like, oh, it's vodka. But make it spicy. It's like, ah, good. Yes. 
they won't know that we stole their national drink (laughs) and invade us. Although strictly speaking, strictly speaking, um, the uh, invasions that we are aware of going one way or the other, um, while most recently was Russia into Sweden in World War II, uh, prior to that, it was originally from Sweden into Russia. The Vikings mm-hmm. went overland slash uh, that sea there that goes above Germany, Germanic Sea. Does that the, sound right? Yeah, the the Swedes had were uh, you know they had a little imperial uh, window. It was like twenty minutes in like nine hundred, but it was they got it. They got a sweet palace out of it. They a Swede palace out of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the more that we Awful. make puns, the, the the closer to the end of the episode we're getting. <laughs> We have to get them all out now before Ben shows back up. Getting delirious. Ben's, Ben's gonna Ben's gonna like listen back to this episode, which I'm sure he does. But he's gonna listen to and it's like this is what happens. This is what happens when I'm not around. <laughs> yeah, that's what implied legitimacy leads. It's actually ben, the Baltic Sea. Ben does like every so often. He will just like interject himself into like a, a psychotic rambling that we're on and they'll like go right back to the script of like soccer podcast here's a piece of <laughs> here's a new story that happened like real us back in and we're like talking about fish in a tube now um but again smoked fish in a tube normal fish in a tube i'm not all that interested in but you get some yeah, smoke, like some, some smoke and some salt on there mm-hmm. like in fact i wonder if there's anything not made better by smoke and salt this is going to turn into a Game of Thrones podcast real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically barbecue. I don't know a meat that isn't better barbecued. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything is better with smoke and salt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like there's an entire cookbook written about that. Is it called Why it's Better? With... No, it's called like heat, heat acid and salt or something? I don't know. Um, oh, we have some breaking news. We have some breaking news right now because the uh, MLS season starts this week. Um, we know exactly who is going to be the expert analysts on Apple TV's MLS broadcast, including... So, is it Ben? Uh, no, it is Warren Barton, who I'm sure is a person. Um, Luis Gerardo Bucci. Don't know who that is. Andrew Weeb. Who works for MLS? Weeby, 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 Weebu. Um, and Matt Doyle, <laughs> because the MLS going full on into double middle fingers up at the European, the Euro snob crowd. <laughs> double birds, I love it. I'm a little bit disappointed that Alexi Lalas isn't here to just like confirm that they're trolling. But you know, we he do what we can. Seems like a loose cannon to bring in for like full-time <laughs> content when you're trying to like he has his little thing going and like i don't know if you want to bring him always all uh, into under your um under your umbrella under your tent yeah he he uh i'm with kevin i feel like alexi lalas is the one most likely to go off the uh company he's he's part of the fox yeah ecosystem Yep, he's he's part of the the Fox ecosystem, and his favorite thing on Twitter is winking nicely at his very far right wing politics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> never says it. Never says it. He's not going to end up on Peacock in the NBC. <laughs> no, MSNBC. no, 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 no. He, Look, look. You, he may have implied it, and we may have inferred it, but he never said it <laughs> about his shit. <laughs> um. 
but yeah, I, I, I understand that. But um, so I think the, the uh, only other notable uh, bit of thing to talk about right now is um, uh, we have a, um, a goalie in the championship who is actually playing well, like Zach Steffen is actually playing well these days. Um, and I bring that up only, only to mention that like, we all really liked him and then he was hurt and then it was a back injury and then he sucked for a while. But I think that like somewhat at least, and, and this might be like a me thing, but like, I think that like we all struggle with the, like, it takes a certain amount of time to get from healthy to yourself. And it's like, I think sure. Zach, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like holding out hope that maybe Zach Steffen doesn't suck. Maybe he just like needed some game action and he starts every game he plays like, and like, he's fine. Like, I don't think he's better than Matt Turner, but like, no, it did seem like it was an injury thing that he just like, couldn't get, he had no explosion. Like I used to be able to jump really high back in my day. Let me tell you, I could really Um, jump and dunk a basketball. Absolutely. Today I cannot, but I still think I could jump higher than Zach Steffen for some of those crosses that he was like flubbing on. So there's, I think it was, it was a physio thing. So hopefully he gets better. I mean, it was, I think it was also a little bit of a mental thing. I think he was in his own head all the time. And I think that, uh, you know, stepping away from being the American at Manchester City or being like America's GK1 kind of helped. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's sort of a, a, a good way of, of sort of seeing it. Um, you know, in terms of other things, Chris Richards is sort of in and out of health. Um I don't, I don't think that there's anything really else to discuss. Tim Ream is really good still. Jedi is playing every game. That's sort of it. Um, you know, Yunus Musa plays for a really bad team. And, uh, you know, until MLS starts, I think that's sort of like, that's sort of it. I guess, I guess we can go around and say who, who we're, who we're most excited about in this MLS season. Um, you it's know. mostly non-Americans. Like it's a weird spot where the league is because they they sell americans so fast to buy two-year-old or two to buy players two years older out of south america to try to sell them in two years like yeah you got you got like the philly thing but like there's dps in the league that are american but they're not the best dps in the league they're not the best ham players in the league like it's not the best players on their team no no, the American player in MLS, it's kind of like where I want it to be. Like, I'm not a Euro snob, but like, you're not going to win a World Cup if your players aren't playing at the highest level. Like, it's, it, it, here's like, I'm going on a tangent, supposed to be who I was most excited for, but like, it's kind of like how I want the league to exist. I want it to be at a higher level using players from other countries because we're like rapidly developing our young kids and sending them to better leagues with better development programs. Like yeah. LAFC has like some of the best young dudes and they're like Colombians. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also helps like the, the better other nationals that come play for mm-hmm. uh, MLS. It also definitely helps with improving like our players as well. Because like, you know, iron sharpens iron. The more you play against guys that are better, you're going to improve. So instead of it's just a bunch of guys that didn't want to stop playing after college, playing each other. Now at least we're getting guys that, you know, might not be first team guys over in Europe or anything like that, but could conceivably make a league one side or something like that. So I I think that like, my thing is, is that 
if we turn MLS, so like a big problem that we have, and you see it with the U17s, the U20s, whatever, is that we don't actually have like a second division here um, because our youth players, when they go to the USL championship, they just get their shit kicked in. Um, and so like, we don't have a place to develop players and MLS next pro by all accounts, I don't watch it, but by all accounts is a pretty big failure. Um, like it, it's not really working the way that it's supposed to. Um, so I think that the best thing, like just sort of going off of what Kevin said is like, what if we do just keep playing our young players here? And this is MLS actually turns into where we would quote unquote loan our players if they, if we had a conceptually good league. Cause if you think about it, like, you know, this, this center back in DC, um, whose, whose name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, but who's 16 and a center back six, three, um, Matai Ak- Akinboni, Akinboni. Oh, not going to try to pronounce it. And yeah, then I, I, pronounce I, it. yeah, I tried to pronounce it. Um, like he's 16 and he's going to be playing against adults. And I think that's awesome. I think that that's real, like a really cool thing that Wayne Rooney is doing for America. But like, that's what we need. We need the, the Quinn Sullivan's who are 19 or 20 playing against adults as much as possible. So I think setting up a league where it's like a whole bunch of young Americans and a whole bunch of guys who can who are getting a better paycheck here than they would be for Swansea is not a terrible way to set up a league, especially no. if you're if you're concerned about like our development as a country. I'm looking at like the on transfer market the top twenty five market value players. So this is also going to skew towards Older. younger players. Oh right, well, younger. younger players being more valuable for someone. There's yeah. one American on this list and it's jesus ferreira who probably shouldn't be here anymore anyways right he he probably should yeah i don't know he's he's a he's weird i can't figure that guy out Um, i mean he's the second striker in an era where there are no second strikers right yeah that's like that's 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 a good point yeah like he's he's someone who i think 20 years ago i think 20 years ago he's like a a great backup to clint dempsey Mm -hmm. you know Whereas now it's like, well, is you know, he's a false nine who can't hold the ball up. Yeah. So what are we doing, really? Yeah. Um, uh, I lied. Kristen Roldan's number 15, 25 on the list. Uh, of course. Nice. We can but never then, escape him. Let's see. 25. Kate Cowell, number 29. So I, I, I do feel the need to bring up that Kate Cowell is being rumored to Europe right now. It's because Kate Cowell in the, those like friendlies looked like a psycho. Dude, and he- like uh, the thing is, is that like I think that you you put him on the right team, and you and you like if you gave him to Antonio Conte, just because I'm I'm focused on Tottenham, so like I think about Antonio Conte as a coach tactically more than any other. Like okay. if you to- if you gave him to Antonio Conte and we're like, hey, make him a wing back, and you tell Kate Cal, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to be fast and strong. That is your job. That's all you have to do. Be fast. Be strong. When you cross the ball, try to put it in the middle of the box. I think he'd be very successful at like pretty much any non top five team. I think top five league. I think he is almost, he could, he could do, if you like kept it like simple for him, kind of how I made the joke, like, oh, Jordan Morris could have been like a really successful championship player at 20. Kate Cowell could be too, like incredible, like physical intangibles, like lump it up there and just like, let him go shoulder to shoulder with some dude and be like, Hey, like, guess who's like the big, like classically strong, fast American athlete, like this guy. And then he's like, going to like DK flash does. his hair and yeah. just hammer people. Yeah. But like, right. my, my thing is, is that I think like Cade Cowell, if like you look at what he's good at and what he's not good at, right. He's not good at having the ball at his feet. 
and Great. playing soccer. He's good. really good at everything else. But like, if you think about it, like think about how many athletes we have in America in other sports, but you can include soccer who are successful despite not being technically great. Have you ever seen Sean Marion's jump shot? <laughs> yes. Like, have you ever seen OG Onanube try to dribble a basketball? Like, it's not like they're the most technically sound people in the world, but it doesn't matter because it's it's not like it's like you lose points for being athletically gifted. Right. Like, Mbappe and Holland are physically just absolute specimens. Like, the... Right. the- we talked about the top Messi and like Modric. Now they are like the antithesis of this where it's like, okay, no, it is like all skill and just you are, you are savants. I think like what it is, is it's like, there's like tiers to greatness. Right. And it's like, and tier one are, are geniuses like Modric and Messi who it's like, if they were more athletic, they probably would be worse because they wouldn't have had to figure out how to be special. Um, yeah. But that second list is like people who are athletically insane and also are technically sound. Ronaldo, Zlatan, physical. Yeah. Yeah. Physical freak. And oh, by the way, also very good with a ball at his feet. Right. Um, Uh, Like a couple of corrections here. Number one, OG Anube, British. So also currently playing in Canada. Thank you. And number, you're welcome. That. Number two, Brandon Vasquez is 17th on this list. Kevin just kind of went right miss over him? him. Oh shoot, you're right. I did miss Brandon Vasquez. I'm sorry. Brandon Thank Vasquez. Um, Brandon Vasquez is funny to me. Like we, we I, every time I think about MLS, like I forget that he plays there. Um, because like I think like so much about him is just like just a guy to me. Like everything about him screams just a guy. Like. Yeah, sure, whatever. But he's not going to win you games. He's not actually good at what he does. He's just better than everybody else. He scored a ton of goals. He's uh, he scored a lot of goals last year. He looks physically like super impressive. I still don't think that he's like an answer for us anywhere. But he's like he's a good guy who who actually he's like a case. He's twenty four years old. I think that he is kind of what he is. He's a good guy to be an MLS. I think I think the best the, what what he's good for is. Maybe we don't need to bring Josh Sargent across the the ocean to play against Granada. Right. Like, like, and, and so like, if you're saying like, oh, Brandon Vasquez and and Jesus Ferreira against El Salvador and Granada, my answer is like, okay, like, we'll probably be fine. That's they, they, they can win those games. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. But like, you don't want either of those two or really like many others in a situation where you're like, Hey, we need to go play at the Azteca or we have games that we need to win in a certain fashion. Or like, yeah, no, I agree. I'm just trying to pull up how many goals he actually scored last year. Cause he was like a huge shout late in the year for like, well, he just kept scoring. He's, yeah. He had 18 goals and eight assists in 33 games. I mean, that's it's, it's impressive, but it's not like set the world on fire. You know, sure. it's good. Oh, um, yeah, no, like, I mean, he, he wasn't like league MVP or anything like that. Ferreira right. put up similar numbers and he did it in a style that maybe better fit with Berhalter on it. Anyways, we've, we've digressed players. I'm most excited to see this year in MLS. Let's bring it home boys. Um, <laughs> I'm Brandon, ex- Vasquez. Brandon Vasquez. I'm actually excited to see the uh, Aguilar Almada at Atlanta United under like in the new Atlanta United model. They can like figure out how to make the spending work. It's either him or it's Talos Magno. And I'm like cherry picking like, yes, they are the top two most valuable players in the league. Um, mm-hmm. But one of them is a 20 year old Brazilian. And the other is a 21 year old Argentine who are both like stupid, good 
one of them is owned by City Football Group. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, so, they, they have they have futures somewhere beyond this league, so I like keeping tabs on them. What What about you, Greg? I wasn't kidding, Brandon Vasquez. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, so my answer is is it's sort of I guess I said not who I said what. Um, so that's oh, that's bad. my out for here. Um, Oops. And I'm actually I'm 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 going to piggyback on Kevin a little bit because I'm actually super interested to see what Atlanta's about to do. Um, they they brought in a uh, Celtic center forward, uh, Gigi. like Gigi, um, the, the the Greek. Yep, Gigi the Greek. Um, they they just yesterday got Miguel Berry, um, who who had like a really fun two weeks last year. Um, <laughs> Chris Shelton of MLS. But I, I think that like what they're setting up, you know, they, they have a couple of young Americans who we who we like to keep tabs on. Um George Campbell, Tyler Wolf. Um a is Caleb Wiley still there? Yeah, he is. And I mean Miles Robinson is gonna rehab right. at some point. Um so I, I think that Brooks Lennon is still there. Andrew Gutman, that's a name. Um but <laughs> that's a guy that exists. Brad, Brad Guzan, uh keeper of the future. Um but yeah, I think still? He no. has to be, he, he, he also had an Achilles. He tore his Achilles yeah, he's, like, he's, right in the same window oh as Miles God. Robinson did. He's got to be gone. Uh, according to transfer market or according to FOTMOB, he's expected back from his torn Achilles um, next month. I thought they brought another goalie in though, from like Argentina that like worked out actually really well. Uh, so on loan, maybe I don't it know. was just on loan. Their, their four keepers are a couple of U23 uh, Americans. Oh, they got Diop. And Clement Diop, who will probably be the guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was the guy in he was sort of like a, a sometime starter in Montreal for a while. Yep. Um, so I think that that's sort of a, a good that's our MLS preview, dear listener. If you want more specifics, um, I I deeply hope that you have another source. Um we 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 check in on MLS basically when Kevin has time on Saturdays to watch MLS. Um I will be able to, I, I actually, all right. So I said who, what I'm actually looking most forward to and it. This is a hundred percent serious, like 10 X more excited than anything else. Is this MLS whip around show that they're going to do? Yeah. Oh, red a, zone? A, yes. They're going to do a red zone. A it's a league of like, just like, a, uh, maybe the, the minute to minute quality isn't as high as at least, but there's plenty of absurdity in this league. That's yeah, gonna true. It's it's a it's a very it's almost like a viral league. It'll just create these like ridiculous moments of like, holy shit, that was insane. Um, also, not that I I am not a sports better, but if you just cram all these games into like a three hour window with like a, a rolling commentary, man, you could put some real weird parlays together. Vegas um, Vegas betting on MLS will be actually pretty fun. Because you can, you, you like, you go to the sports book for three hours, you get there, you know, this weekend, you get there at one thirty. you leave at four thirty. That's most of the games. Yeah. Um, does California have sports betting apps? We do not. Oh man. Colorado. I just, I'm going to be sitting on my couch. Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. Um, so dear listener, if you would like gambling advice, probably don't go to Kevin, but no, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any gambling apps on my phone, but I'm just saying for someone who does, it seems like it could be a fun time. Hypothetically, uh, if you have any thoughts about um, the nature of um, weather, check out Kevin. Oh, hold on. Last thing. Um, the uh, By the time this releases, this episode releases, um, the women will have uh, ended the She Believes Cup. 
Um, we're better than everybody else. We we brought in three top 11 teams to play us and nobody's as good as us. And that is that. Um, right now, it, it looks like we are going USA. to, USA. we're going to be pretty awesome. Uh, you can find Kevin on Reddit somewhere. You can find him on Twitter at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski. Find my co-host, Napoleon Gregg at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 for uh, all of your sweatpants overall takes. Check him out. You can find me at Diamonds Esquire or on the main account at TLSTDS. Um, so thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, Paramount Plus. Um, please, uh, oh, we will have our uh, daily gambling picks on MLS up on our Instagram page. Uh, so check us out there. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local bookie. Um, only if it is legal. We do not uh, endorse. Yeah, we do. We endorse so many crimes. Um <laughs> But also, if it's legal, you don't typically have a local bookie. You have an app on your phone. Right. Um, But uh, as always, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Do crimes. Podcast Network.